Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to the show. It is Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary Show. Uh, we are live. Yes, we are live, waiting for the, uh, I think they got the video feed going in a second. Um, I'm not, I think, it, is it up yet? I'm not sure. I don't know, they haven't given me the signal yet. Um, if, they're, if they're going live, but we're live, that's all that matters. I think we're rocking and rolling here. Oh, God. Okay, so we're almost uh, uh, finished with this uh, this week, which will take us um, to Christmas and all of that good stuff. Are we live? Okay, yes. Yes, we are officially live right now. All right. Oh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, but now I know. We're live. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for putting that together. Okay. So uh, we got this. We What's today? The 20th. So we got uh, 20th. Well, it's today. You wouldn't count today as, a, uh, as an official day, right? As a countdown to Christmas. Technically, it's done. Right? Technically, it's done. So you got. Uh, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. So depending on uh, if you celebrate Christmas Eve, you celebrate Christmas Day, we got five days. Five days till Christmas. And then, of course, another, what, five days until New Year's. So we're almost done, man. We're almost done. Uh, oh God! Bah, I'm dying over here. I'm dying. I'm dying. Let me throw this out there. And I know I was supposed to boycott. I know I was supposed to boycott. And I've been pretty good with my boycotts. I I, I boycotted Kellogg's. Uh, I had some oat brand like one uh, oat brand cereal, and I threw it away. I threw it away. I, 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 I've kept true to the Kellogg's boycott. I threw it away, even though it uh, helped regulate me. So now I've uh, switched to a Metamucil to regulate me because I can't eat my Cracklin oat brand anymore. But I have to admit that I did break down. <laughs> I did break down, not with the Cracklin oats. But I did break down, and I saw Rogue One. Yes. Yes, I did it. <laughs> I broke down, and I saw Rogue One. 
I know, I know. We had a boycott going on Rogue One, but I had to go, okay? Every Sunday night, I go to the movies. It's like a tradition, all right? We go to the movies, and we see whatever uh, the newest, hottest uh, flick that is out there. Now, we are a little gun-shy because two weeks ago, we went to see uh, that uh, Nocturnal Animals. And let me tell you guys something. If you haven't seen it, do not waste your time. It is the worst movie in the history of mankind. Okay? Just 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 imagine the world just imagine in your lifetime of going to the movies just what you felt was the worst movie. Just take a second and go, "Oh yeah, 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 that was bad." Okay. Times that by 10, that was nocturnal animals. And I knew it would be garbage when the first five minutes of the movie, first five minutes, okay, during the title sequence, showed great, big, fat women dancing, naked. And I'm not talking about uh, slightly overweight, okay? I'm talking about the fattest, most disgusting women you could possibly imagine. I'm talking about my 600-pound life that's on TLC. Have you ever seen 600-pound life on TLC? It's a great show. Watching people so morbidly obese is fascinating. Okay, fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. That type of fat. And the opening credits were different women that were four, five, six hundred pounds dancing naked. And it wasn't just 30 seconds, 20 seconds. It was a good five minutes. And it was meant to, well, I'm going to tell you what it was meant as far as the plot line, and I'll tell you what it was really meant. But the plot line has Amy Adams being a, 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 a art exhibitor. She runs an art gallery. So uh, over uh, the title sequence, fat women dance and when it gets after two and a half minutes it's an art gallery and giant disgusting acts are laying in different positions on podium and they're like frozen it's like the manage challenge so these big giant disgusting fat slobs are laying in a pose there's people uh, you know, cleanies and drinks stand around like, like wow, it's so dirty. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, very, very, very New York hipster douchebag, you know? Poses. It's an art gallery. Oh, I get it. But here's the thing. 
Okay, now let me explain to you what was really going on. It was to make you literally turn away. And when you turned away, the PC liberal douchebag crowd can say, what's wrong with this? Are you, are you fat gaming? Is it, what, what, because someone isn't like you? You think it's disgusting? Is that what? It was a way to force an agenda, invoke a reaction, and if you reacted in any way that was not PC, you can then be attacked. So as a reviewer, you're doing something for whatever hipster bag magazine, and you make mention of the intro being too long. And did we really have to see... 600-pound naked women dancing. Did we really have to see it for two and a half minutes? People then could attack that reviewer. People could say, oh, uh, because uh, the bodies don't live up to your standards. You know the the (laughs) scene. Just for no reason. Just to do it. Like, just just to basically with people's minds. Well, just it's like, hey, you know what? Now, if they do something, we can attack them because they're homophobic. And so let's just push this. We'll get them to react, and then we can attack them. It's like a sting. It's like a PC sting. That's what I call. It. I give an example, not to go off the beaten end. And I know uh, we never talk about pop culture type stuff, but hey, you know what? We're here at the end of the year. Christmas is coming upon us. We'll throw some little changes, if you will, into the show. At least, I mean, we'll get to all the terrorism and we'll get to Amanda being one back, giving each other reach arounds. So we'll get to that stuff. But I'll give you an example. I watched this show. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out uh, the the uh, the 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 props on this. I watched this show on NBC, okay. Um, to get what the hell is it called? All of us, NBC, all. I all what the hell is? The, I always get the I always get the name wrong, okay. I always get the name wrong, and my and my girl yells at me. And my girl's like, that's not the name of the show. The show is not called All of Us. It's, um, what the hell? I don't even know what the hell is it called. Uh, hold on. I'm going to, I just punched. This is us. Okay. It's a good show. All right. Good show. And out of the blue, for no apparent reason, they decide to make the one character's dad, who he just reunites with because the dad gave him up for adoption, this this the, 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 this black guy who's a jazz player, the whole thing. Out of the blue, for no reason whatsoever, they make him gay. The season finale for the Christmas and New Year's, they make him gay. No reason whatsoever, just 
we're going to do. Eh, we're going to make them gay. That's it. Like, really? It's like, just really? Just no reason. There's like no plot that would make that be the way it is. Just, they're just going to do it. It's like watching fat chicks dance for three minutes. If you say something about it, you're a homophobe. So if you go, I, I don't get why all of the blue, they make the guy gay. Why? Like, where did it come from after nine episodes? What's, what's, what's the rationale? The show starts with the guy, and he's got a wife. They're junkies. They have a kid. They can't take care of it. They got to put it up for adoption. The wife dies. There's just there's no rhyme or reason except, hey, we got to make a character on the show gay. That's what you do. I don't know why. Got nothing wrong. Listen, gay characters, awesome. Make a whole show like Glee. Gay, gay, gay. Everybody's gay. Awesome. But have a rhyme or reason for it. Don't just do it because you want to push an agenda. You want to get a reaction. You want to PC trap somebody so if they mention it, you can have the Daily Beast and all these other liberal douchebags call you out as being an Islamophobe, a homophobe. A fatophobe. Just bizarre. Just bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. No rhyme or reason. Rhyme or reason. So that's like nocturnal animals. No rhyme or reason. Big dancing fat chicks for three minutes. So. That movie's horrible. I go to the movies every Sunday. That was a bad choice, so we are gun shy. I broke the boycott. I went to see Rogue One. I know I shouldn't have. I should be disciplined by my fellow conservatives. I, I should I should and I apologize. I'm apologizing for breaking the boycott and going to see it. But I gotta tell you, it was good. Gotta tell you it was good, and it is a prequel. Okay, it is not standalone. It is a prequel. It's a prequel. Somebody tells you that it is a standalone. It's a it's a it's a it's a story into it. It's a prequel. I'm telling you that it's a goddamn prequel, and it fits in between three and four. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to be the be be the spoiler, but it's a prequel, and it fits between three and four, and it ties a whole bunch of stuff in, and it's good. There, done. Okay, there we go. There's our pop culture segment. We threw some gay talk in there. We threw some fat talk in there, and we threw some Star Wars talk in there. Talk about racist. <laughs> we wake up and we find out they let him go. They let this Pakistani refugee go. Didn't have enough evidence to hold him, even though he was fleeing the scene. 
Didn't have enough evidence. Let them go. Gone. Pew. Gone. Now, do you think it was done on purpose? Do you think he really is part of the plot, part of the attack? But the fact that he was a refugee, the fact that Andrea Merkel has an open-door policy, the fact that her opponents that are going to be running against her have been pointing to the fact that terror is coming, terrorists are amongst the refugees. Could it be that this guy was let go so it would shut everybody up that was saying, see, see, refugee from Pakistan. But there you go. Not enough evidence. Not enough evidence. So, There are attackers, there are terrorists running free in Berlin. And let me throw this at that. Why I think this person might have been responsible but was let go. There's no real manhunt. Remember in France? Remember that attack? Every hour of the day, we were seeing live footage of France on lockdown. Literally, lockdown. Over in Germany right now, it's like, eh, it is what it is. not a lockdown, even though they don't have the person that did it, ISIS has now come out and said, hey, the person that did it is a soldier. He's one of our people. We told him to do it. He did it. And there's no sense of urgency to find this person. I don't know. It's a little fishy to me. Who am I? Who am I? But ISIS has claimed responsibility. There's no one in custody. And you got 12, 13 people dead. 30, 40 injured. And you know who's to blame? Donald Trump. That's who's to blame, Donald Trump. <laughs> I, kid, I kid you not, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is to blame. He made a tweet. And I'll read you the tweet. Our hearts and prayers are with the loved ones of the victim of today's horrific terror attack in Berlin. Innocent civilians were murdered in the streets as they prepared to celebrate Christmas holiday. ISIS and other Islamist terrorists continually slaughter Christians in their communities 
and places of worship as part of their global jihad. These terrorists and their regional and worldwide networks must be eradicated from the face of the earth. A mission we will carry out freedom-loving partners. The liberals despised that response. They are very upset that Trump brought up Christians. Very upset. As they pointed out that more Muslims are killed by ISIS than Christians. Very upset. Anytime anybody tries to defend Christians, the left loses their mind. You ever notice that? You ever notice that? Anytime anybody tries to defend Christians or any religion that's not Muslims, the left loses their shit. It's the same thing with Israel. When you talk about moving the U.S. Embassy, talking about uh, letting Israel declare uh, Jerusalem and, and, and the, the new cap, the left loses their shit. And what's the reasoning? Oh, it will upset the Muslims. Fuck them. Well, why? Why are we constantly worried about upsetting the Muslims? Oh, well, that's just going to make things worse. What? What? It's like words make things worse. Doing what is supposed to be done. Remember. Remember. There's already legislation that talks about moving the U.S. Embassy. It's already been passed. This isn't some radical idea by Trump. It's already been passed. Other presidents have decided not to move the embassy. Why? Because it will piss off Muslims. Why did Trump have to use the word Christians? Why did he Christmas holiday. It just inflames the situation. And what kind of rational people are Muslims and the religion of Islam? If you constantly, constantly have to tiptoe around calling things for what they are. Oh, we can't say this. Why? Oh, well, because, you know, you could inflame the situation. How are you going to inflame? Well, because that's, you know, it'll upset them. So you got to not say, get out of here. Trump shouldn't have said Christians. He shouldn't have talked about Christmas. But. They attacked the Christmas market. They attacked a specific spot 
celebrating Christmas. If it, if it's not a east, if if it's not a a a a clash of cultures, why did they attack a Christmas market? I mean, it's just bizarre how the left handles terrorism, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Islam, Muslims. It's just bizarre. And this has only started in the last eight years. It really has. It's only started in the last eight years. This administration, Obama, his little cronies, it's just insane. It's just insane. Now, we talked about it. Let's see what's today. Uh, Today's Tuesday. We talked about it, I think, last Thursday, Friday, even Wednesday. You notice not one of these mainstream, and I say mainstream in reference to CNN, MSNBC, ABC, not one of them talked about the girl in New York City who was arrested for falsely saying Trump supporters assaulted her on a subway. And when this happened, And the CNNs and the NBCs and the ABCs were parading this woman around, parading this girl around with her hajib on. She's telling the story. People are being appalled by how horrible New Yorkers are. And come to find out, it was all lies. All a lie. And CNN didn't follow up. ABC didn't follow up. MSNBC didn't follow up. Nobody followed up. And that was part of the left's narrative of Trump creating this hate. So we talked about that last week. But here's something we didn't talk about. And I think it plays into the mindset of Muslims. So this girl did what she did. She shows up in court and her head's shaved. Her eyebrows are shaved. She's not wearing her hajib. And word is the father did that as 
punishment. And nobody said a thing. <laughs> nobody said a thing. That the exposing of the lie, all of this got swept under the rug. And yet, Trump saying, our hearts and prayers are with the loved ones of the victims of today's horrific terror attack in Berlin. Innocent civilians were murdered in the streets as they prepared to celebrate the Christmas holiday. All of that is true. ISIS and other Islamist terrorists continually slaughter Christians in their communities and places of worship as part of their global jihad. Again, all of that is true. Remember a few months ago, the priest that was beheaded in the church? Remember the Azidis? Is that how you put the Azidis? We watched video of the people being tortured, being slaughtered, and running for their lives at the top of a mountain as American helicopters dropped food and water for these people. They were all Christians. So, what did Trump say that was wrong? What did Trump say? When the left, or anybody who does not agree with what Trump said, says, yeah, but Muslims kill Muslims. ISIS kill... And, okay, but that's not what happened in Berlin. Trump is talking about what happened in Berlin. You have a problem with something that is factual. And what do they say? Well, it inflames the, situ- inflames the situation to do what? These people are going to stop if you ignore them? What are we, 10 years old? Are we 10 years old? That, that, so the, the, are we 10 years old? That's what I would say to the left. We just got to ignore them. Just don't say anything. Don't talk about Christians. Don't talk about Christmas. Just don't say anything. If we don't say anything, they they won't act up. Oh. It's like going to school. Oh, no. There they are. Don't say anything. Just put your head down and walk really fast. Maybe if they don't notice us, they won't beat us up. Oh, no, they noticed us. Oh, oh, here they come. Oh, no. That's what it's like dealing with this administration and dealing with the left. 
dealing with the Bill Mars and the Michael Moores and the Anderson Coopers and the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Daily Beast. Don't say those words. Just put your head down and run. That's all. These terrorists and their regional and worldwide networks must be eradicated from the face of the earth. A mission you will carry out with all freedom-loving partners. What was wrong with that tweet? Yeah, it was different from things that this administration has said in the last eight years. It was different than the tone that the left had taken for the last eight years. But here's my question. How has that worked out for us in the past eight years? How has this gentler, passive, namby-pamby tone worked out for us. I mean, as we speak, Russia, Turkey, and Iran are basically holding meetings discussing what to do in the Middle East. Doesn't that sound a little odd to any of you, we're supposed to be the number one superpower. We're supposed to be the leaders, supposed to be the ones that tell all the other countries, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what you should do. Now, all of a sudden, It's Russia. Now, all of a sudden, it's Iran. And if you think about it, who gave the power to Iran and Russia? This administration. I mean, Iran today... The Iran of today is who they are because of this administration. Obama has brought them into the fold. Obama has given them a place at the table. Obama has created an opportunity for at some point Iran to create nuclear weapons. And when you hear people go, oh, well, what were we going to do? Are we going to bomb Iran? Is that what we are going to do? Were we going to invade Iran? We gonna... No. All we had to do was green light Israel. All you had to do is green light Israel. 
Hey, Benny, go ahead. Do what you got to do. Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli army would have had no problem lighting up Iran. No problem whatsoever. So it wouldn't have involved American troops. It would have involved America's blessing. No. Instead, we've created a situation where Iran is now a mini superpower. I mean, they're like Division Three school that is now part of a Division One national championship uh, conversation. Here they are sitting at a table, whacking up the Middle East with Russia and Turkey. While Obama's in Hawaii, and John Kerry's looking for a place to windsail. And what is the left doing? Donald Trump shouldn't have said anything about Christmas. He shouldn't have said anything about Christians. He's just making things worse. Making things worse? You can't get any worse than the things that are going on. How do things get worse? You got terrorists assassinating Russian dignitaries, regardless of what you feel about Russia. Oh, they're bad and Putin's an evil bastard and he killed. Okay, great. Awesome. Yes, he's bad. He's evil. He's all these things. Okay. Put that on the shelf for a second. A terrorist. Okay? A terrorist. A guy screaming, God is great. Assassinated a Russian official. At a art exhibit. And right now, Russia, Turkey, and Iran are talking about what to do in the Middle East. You have ISIS soldiers hijacking cars, trucks, whoever hijacked that truck stabbed to death the driver. Then drove the truck and ran over 12, 30, well, he ran over 40, 50 people, but only 12 or 13 have died. And we're sitting here dissecting Trump's tweet. Why did he have to use Christmas? Why did he have to use Christians? Why is he talking about 
the civilized world must change uh, thinking. Because that was the other tweet. Today there were terror attacks in Turkey, Switzerland, and Germany, and it is only getting worse. The civilized world must change thinking. (gasps) How could he say that? His words are going to lead to what? What are his words going to lead to? In the past eight years, we have had the softest, most feminine, unmasculine. I mean, we've took every approach that you possibly can to being as non-threatening as humanly possible. We've tiptoed around subjects. We've apologized every step of the way. O- Obama, Paul, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry of what, what, what we've done in the past. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sorry here. I'm sorry. Everything. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's like we've taken the approach of apologizing, of of. Uh, of redacting any words that make reference to Islam. Remember the attack in San Bernardino? Remember the attack in Pulse? Remember what was censored? They didn't want to talk. They they didn't want to reveal what he was saying to the police officers. They didn't want to reveal him talking about ISIS. All of those things were redacted. Oh, well, you know, that's not important. We don't want... Taking this approach, we've taken this, this, this patty cake approach. And where are we today? The answer is to keep taking this approach. You know, I've said countless times, in any other walk of life, us regular people deal with stuff on a regular basis. I mean, just we deal with, rather we we have our blue-collar jobs or we have, uh, you know, uh, uh, service industry jobs. uh, We sports, uh, you know, uh, sport teams, whatever. When you're doing something a certain way for a period of time and that way doesn't work or there's no results that are moving that needle, things get changed up. People get fired from their jobs. People get replaced. We deal with this on a regular basis. But as that pertains to Obama, the Democrats, terrorism, this PC culture, we just continue to do the same thing. And the moment anybody suggests something different, you're labeled an Islamophobe, a racist, a xenophobe. 
everything that is a phobe, everything that is Xena, and it makes no sense because our everyday lives, it's a constant struggle, battle with changing something that doesn't work. Okay, we're, you know, we're, we're running this play over and over again. We've been doing it for two years. We've been open on this day uh, selling uh, ganolis. Well, this doesn't work. We, we got to change it here. We got Who the hell goes, no, we just keep doing the same thing. The same thing. The same thing. And that's what we do as far as as far as how to act, what to say. Can't use this word, can't say that, can't do this. Absolutely cannot be at a worse place than we are now. I mean, we can't be. Sure. Get have another building have an airplane fly into it okay you got me there okay take that out of the equation to have the middle east now controlled by russia turkey and iran To have attacks happening on a frequent, and I mean free. Listen, imagine, guys. You know, imagine if we had borders with some of these areas where these terrorists are uh, born and raised. Think about what this country would look like, country, and what it would look like if these people from Mexico or Guatemala or El Salvador, imagine if they were terrorists. Imagine what this country would look like. Because the only reason we don't look like that it's because, you know, getting here from Syria or getting here from Iraq, Egypt, or Pakistan is not a small task. They infiltrate the refugee programs. We've caught some. We foiled plots. It's happened. Still a process to get here. Still a process. It's not like uh, climbing over the fence from Mexico uh, into Arizona or Mexico into California. Thankfully, with them, we just got to worry about an occasional rape. Occasional gang violence, drunk driving, 
running innocent people over, shooting Kate Steinle in the back. Now, these are all bad. But imagine if those were people strapped with bombs. And instead of shooting a Kate Steinle on a pier, it's blowing yourself up on the pier and killing 50 or 60. Stabbing people at UC Merced, you're blowing yourself up and you're actually killing 20 or 30 or 40 people. But that's how we would be. That's how we would be. If we didn't have such a distance between us, we would be beyond bad. The soft language and all of the don't mention Islam, don't, oh, don't mention a, a, a war of civilization. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't matter. Don't matter. Because our immigration policies, our revolving door, is worse than they have in Europe. It's worse than what they have in Europe. Don't forget, a few months ago, it was in vogue as an illegal to post on social media. Ha, ha, ha. I'm an illegal, or I am undocumented. I just graduated from college. Or I just graduated from high school. Now I'm going to college. I got a scholarship. I got free. Ba- Remember that? It wasn't just one incident. In Vogue taunt. And all the websites loved it. The Daily Beasts and the Vogues, the Teen Vogues, the Cosmopolitan. They loved it. Yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Look, look. So our borders are worse than Europe. But unfortunately for them... Syria and Pakistan and Afghanistan. All those areas are a a very, very short hop, skip, and a jump. But don't think we can't become that. Because what we saw... In Ohio State, we saw in the pressure bomber. You don't hear much of him, huh? He was in court today. I think Fox is the only place that actually showed him in court. CNN didn't talk about it. MSNBC didn't talk. No, pushed it away. Pretend that doesn't exist. Matter of fact, 
what the left likes to do is say, well, how are those people any different than Dylan Ruff? Dylan Ruff was a white Christian. What? And I love how the left plays that game. Well, look at all these white Christian men. How many of these white Christian men practiced Christianity to the point of praying to baby Jesus ten times a day? And going through all the rituals that baby Jesus and his father, the big kahuna God, has told them to do. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Was the Aurora, Colorado movie shooter Joker? Was was he a white Christian? It's like the left. So, uh, what, what was your religion? Oh, well, yeah, he, you know, he, he was baptized. Oh, see, it's a white ass, no different than a, than a Muslim. That, oh, Jesus. And more and more as the day goes on, when you listen to people talk about Trump and, you know, oh, it's the free press and what are we going to do and, Oh, no, he's a dictator. Listen, I said this during the campaign. Our country is already. Our country's already. In that dictator mode. The more you watch CNN, which is the news network of the masses. Okay? It is the news network of the masses. When you watch CNN, the fact that they just spew talking points slash administration want them to. About an hour ago was the first they actually mildly admitted that what happened in Berlin was until about an hour or two ago. They they refused. They refused. To talk about that. They refused to say, oh, it was a terrorist attack. Well, we don't really know exactly the. We don't really know exactly. It's say. Well, we don't really know, but they claimed it. Yeah, but you know that the 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 person is dead. We don't know if they're just taking credit for it. And it really was just lone wall. It's like, why are you trying 
literally trip over yourselves to not make the connection. You have somebody saying, we did it. He was one of our soldiers. We did it. It's, it's, it's our doing. And CNN goes, mm, you know, we don't really know, but they, t- it's like, there's ISIS. They're, they're, they're like, get it. Come here, Don Lemon. Put the Vaseline down. Listen, we did it. Well, I, you know, we just, we just don't want to make that. We did it. We did it. We did it. Okay, we did it. We we take responsibility. Well, we don't want to get. Oh man! And the very definition of media, CNN is. And when you see those emails, and you've got, yes, other people in the media. But right now we're just talking about CNN communicating with Democrats to the point of a, a sexual. Uh, I mean, when 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 you have their political analysts telling John Podesta that he's a TV star, that that's like, hey, if you're in town, I'd love to go down on you for about an hour. Okay, with a slice of pizza. That's what that is. So they pair it with the administration wants them to say. And then in turn, it gets beat out to airports, doctor's offices. I told you, every time I go to the my, my my kids, baby, the baby doctor, the, you know, the whole thing there. It's not really a baby doctor yet because they're not born. But you guys understand what I'm saying. There on the TV is CNN. Got these big pregnant ladies. Some are small pregnant ladies. CNN. Oh, my God. ISIS. It's all Donald Trump's fault. Oh, my God. And if my doctor has it in their waiting room, have it in their waiting room. That dummy Obama's like, well, all the bars and restaurants that play Fox News, bars and what are you talking about? Stupid. All these places that play Fox News. So it's about time we change things up. Because the left for eight years. And if Trump's words and using Christmas, it's going to inflame the situation even more, then we're going to have to just roll the dice. Russia, Iran, and Turkey control the police. Having tax on a, on a 
off the charts. This is literally off the charts. I have to say anything after this. Okay, Rob's okay. Joe will be right back after a few words from uh, some of our. Are you, are you coming to the train led by a man who wants to break the chains? Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the tram train. Are you, are you coming to the train where brave men called out for a wall built by Crane? Media is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the tram train. Are you, are you coming to the train Where brave men called out the fools who lead in vain Lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign Let's meet this year on the trump train Are you, are you coming to the train Where a hat of hope side by side with me Make America great again, break the chains. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you? Are you coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join the revolution, break the chains. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. We're going to win at the borders. We're going to win, and we're going to keep winning. And we are going to make America great again, greater than ever We're back, you guys. All right. We are back. It's Rob's Carey's Rob's Carey Show. I had to get some uh, coffee. Still hot. One of them machines that... uh, Single cups of coffee. I'm wondering. I think Kanye West will do a Trump's inauguration. 
I mean, he's already on the outs with, uh, well, everybody. Everybody on the despises Kanye. And right now, if you are in Hollywood, if you're in the entertainment business whatsoever, and you do anything with Trump, you are ostracized. Yes, Andrea, Andrea, Andrea. That I never even I never Andre Bustelli. I know kind of uh, lame, but I never have. I don't know if he's good. I don't know. Is he good? Is he good? He's good. They're telling me he was good. He's he he was good. He is good, right? He's good. Yeah. Italian opera singer, so I guess he's not going to perform. Now, his people have said there was no backlash. There's no backlash. Others are saying there is backlash. And his people have been getting heat from fans and uh, management and all sorts of individuals in the entertainment world to not do the Trump inauguration. Now, remember, nobody's going to go on record. Because if you go on record, you're going to get blowback. Plus, uh, I think there's an aspect of... Um, Doing it being illegal, saying to someone, hey, if you do this, we'll never hire you again. We will never let you do work in XYZ again. I'm not sure, but I think there's some type of um, legal aspect there, but it's just an off-the-record type thing. It's basically, hey, tell uh, Buscelli that if he doesn't want to get his balls busted, don't be doing the whole Trump thing. Just don't, don't, don't be doing the Trump thing. I mean, you've seen the designers, different designers saying, oh, well, we're not going to, Design, bro. We're not going to dress her. We don't like what her husband represents. Could you imagine if there was this type of talk when Obama was president? Could you imagine one person, one person? doing anything that the left could tag racist. Because that's what's done. If you oppose an Obama policy, if you, hell, if you, anything, anything, you're racist. Oh, well, you don't like the president because he's black. That's what it is. 
you have a problem with a black man being president. That's what it is. It's right. So just imagine if you had performers actors, singers, whoever saying I'm not going to go to that inauguration. I'm I, I his administration asked if I would perform and I no way. There's no way. And if you brought up, well, this person's fans are creating backlash for that performer, what would be said? Oh, they're all a bunch of alt-writers. They're a bunch of American history Xers. They're a bunch of Nazis. They're a bunch... Trump? Nah. He's a racist. He's a Nazi. He's an alt-right. And if you're going to perform for him, we're going to blacklist you. We're going to do everything in our power to make your stay in Hollywood uncomfortable. Never seen this before. I, I really haven't. I, I, I haven't seen this before. Never seen it before. So I wonder if Kanye will perform at Trump's inauguration. That'd be pretty cool. I would tell him he'd have to perform the old stuff. Lights. Splash that stuff. <laughs> like the graduation record. Lights. Flash. Gold digger. <laughs> you have to do that. But I wonder. Because already the left have kicked Kanye out of the cool club. He's no longer allowed to be part of the cool club. Cool Club Pass. Because he did the whole Taylor Swift, got on stage and grabbed the microphone and was like, Beyonce deserved this award. People forgave him. People were still like, yeah, but Taylor Swift, F her. <laughs> F her and her Swift army. Kanye gets a pass. But the whole Trump thing, no pass. He got his credentials revoked. Those they took the kind. Nope, not part of us no more. So I wonder if he'll perform. That'd be cool. I'm a Kanye fan. I old Kanye. I liked old Kanye. And it's so funny because the loved him when he went. Don't like black people. Remember that? Oh, man, the left was like, yeah! Yeah! You guys remember the whole uh, Hurricane Katrina disaster relief? Uh, what was it? Uh, it was like 
like a Jerry Lewis telethon. Has anybody checked out the Jerry Lewis? Uh, I know I'm bouncing over the place. But has anybody checked out the Jerry Lewis uh, Hollywood Report <laughs> interview? It's all over the web right now. It's, it's classic. It's like it's in nine years old answering all the questions with uh, yes, no, maybe. It's like 20-year-old kids who's the interviewer trying to fill time. I think since you performed in the of your career, so no, Jerry Lewis. Well, the how for the disaster fleet. Kanye was on it. He's like, George Bush talks black people. And the last man did I that Kanye is in you know fear brand yeah and now they don't like him no more. It's like what is Trump? Okay, here here's the line. I think all right, Kid Rock from American Bass. That's it, kid. American Bass. I know people are talking about Ted Nugent. I'm not a fan of Ted Nugent. I just don't like Ted Nugent. I just can't scratch even Wango Tango. Alright. Then throw in the fact that Ted Nugent's just flying over the top. You know, he, he's just it's like, oh, he's just so annoying. Take him from out of there. You get Kid Rock. All right? You get Kid Rock. He opens with American Badass. And Trump comes out to American Badass. I'm uh, American Badass. Great. Great. It's good stuff. All right? You throw in a little Toby Keith. He don't give an F. His give an F they don't like. Liberals. Throwing a little Toby Keith. And then you end it with Kanye. And you get Kanye to go out there and do Lights Flash. <laughs> have him do Gold Digger. Maybe have him do Niggers Harris. Yeah, so what? We're we're all adults here. We're not ten years old. You have to do that. It'd be huge. F uh, blind guy here. Bucelli, Bucelli, F him, Andre, Bucelli, F him, and F the little girl, what's her name, Jackie Avancho, the runner-up on America's Got Talent, five years, F her, America's Got Talent, F that show, F Howie Mandel, F him, he's a jerk-off, so (laughs) F her, F Bucelli, the designers that, uh, and even the designers aren't even f them, f them all. Maybe get Metallica to play because you know Hetfield's a a Republican. You know he's a Republican. 
You know he's a Republican. I, I don't know about Lars or or Kirk. Trujillo, probably not. <laughs> Trujillo. But you know James is. Maybe he could just do like uh, like a solo acoustic I just seen it. It just came through the wire. Come on, guys. Give me a break. All right. <laughs> Lights. Flash. <laughs> Kanye West. I, I love it. All right. Oh. <laughs> uh. Alec Baldwin. I was looking at another thing. Alec Baldwin gets paid $1,400 every time he plays. Seems a lot of money for a network show, right? 1400 bucks. Regardless, probably like a two or three. 1400 bucks. Jesus. 1400 bucks. 1400 bucks. Isn't it funny? How you got Baldwin uh, doing the Trump thing, and and uh, you know all the liberals coming on Trump and and Bald- but man Baldwin's like the biggest. He's like the biggest scumbag. Re- remember when Baldwin? And it happened on more than one occasion. But remember when he was going off on a reporter, calling him a faggot? Remember that? You faggot, you you piece of crap faggot. He, he and he went on a, a a irate on two different times, calling people uh, a faggot. I mean, in the liberal world, that should be the kiss of death. That should be the kiss of death. Somebody using the word faggot? Oh, my God. Kiss of death. Jesus Christ. You can't call somebody a faggot. Al Baldwin did. And remember when he went off on his daughter? An eight-year-old girl and called her a pig. A pig. She was just I mean, again, he didn't have her on a regular basis. He was acting up on the weekends that they. She was supposed to go home and and the new girlfriend or what? And he went off. You rude little. Call her a pig. Call his daughter a pig. And this is who SNL uses. To go off on Trump. Oh, yeah, we're going to have Alex Ball. We're going to have a guy who called his eight-year-old daughter a pig make fun of a guy who calls Rosie O'Donnell a pig. It's pretty fascinating to me. It's just, it's just more of a, of a window into liberal thinking. Liberal Mindset. Alec Baldwin. 
$1,400. And just even Alec Baldwin himself is... Just remember when he, he tweeted like two weeks ago when Trump was like, yeah, it's not funny, this is not funny, or whatever it was. And Baldwin said, I'll stop doing the skit when you release your tax returns. I was like, wow. That's like such an old line. <laughs> That's such an old line. <sighs> Anyways, those were little headlines. Those little headlines I want to throw out there. Oh, and then, of course, Saying she wished she had an abortion. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> uh, you gotta just. I don't know. You gotta love the liberals. You gotta love liberals. They're just. They're just out of control, man. They're just. They're just. <laughs> they're just out of control. Ah. <laughs> uh. They're just out of control. They really are. They're just they're just out of control. All right, so the Daily Beast, and they're you know they're my favorite uh, uh, liberal douchebag website to talk about. You guys, not those of you who listen to the show, you know how much I love talking about the Daily Beast, especially uh, Aston. Sassenbang. I I call him Aswan Schmashman. But it's Aswan Sassabang. S-U-E-B-S-A-E-N-G. Aswan Sassabang. During the election, we broke down. Aswan Sassabang. And what he writes about. And we basically listed every article he did in a two-month span. And how every single piece was related to Donald Trump. I mean, the guy is a a media stalker of Donald Trump. Every article was about Donald Trump. And we Ashwan Mashaman is going to be out of a job after the election. Because what's he going to write about? Can't write about Donald Trump every day. Or can he? Well, guess what? He can. In roundabout he can, but here's what's funny. He does a story today against the liberal narrative. And don't forget, Daily Beast is a um, Chelsea Clinton, I won't say creation, but Chelsea Clinton is part of uh, the Daily Beast hierarchy. 
So the Daily Beast, rather it's Ashwan Mashaman, Olivia Nononzio. Remember Olivia Nononzio? She was Anthony Weiner's intern. That's how she got her start. She was Anthony Weiner's intern. And the Anthony Weiner campaign called her a dirty, slutty, animal whore. I, I kid you not. I'm paraphrasing, but they basically called her a, a, a slut bag. how Olivia Nunzio got her start. So, Ashwan Shmashman writes a story. And it goes against the liberal narrative. And that story is Bernie Sanders and the Bernie Sanders campaign team. Um, Kamaki Kunst, a progressive activist and former Sanders surrogate who served on the 2016 Democratic National Committee platform, told Ashwan Mashaman that they kept saying to each other, and he's referencing the Bernie campaign, what the fuck? Why are they just blowing us off? They need these voters more than anybody. And Kamaki Kunst is referencing voters in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. So Kamaki, in this article by Ahmad Mashman, is saying for months, They knew that Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania was going to be a problem for the Hillary campaign. And all been done, once Bernie was out, they constantly told the Clinton camp, here's the things you need to do. They wrote memos giving uh, tips and, and things that were a must. The voters in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania on board. Now, the fact that they were working this for weeks and months, and the fact that there was a battle inside these two camps kind of puts the whole Russian hacking and the fact that Hillary had it in the bag. Remember what Bill Clinton said the other day? That Hillary had it in the bag. She was up by seven points. And then the FBI memo uh, came out. Then the Russian hacking leaks, and poof, she lost the election. Now, that concept, that narrative, is completely opposite of the narrative 
from the Bernie people and the fact that they're saying they knew for months that Hillary Clinton was going to have a problem with the white working class. The economically anxious voters that Bernie Sanders had championed during the primaries. The narrative that the left, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, CNN, you know, the usual suspects, the narrative, the sour grapes, that it's FBI, James Comey's letter, a week, a week and a half before the election, the Russian hacking. This is the reason that Hillary lost. That narrative gets thrown under a bus by the Bernie narrative, which is, well, we knew Hillary was in trouble for months. When she got the nomination, we told her people, you're in trouble. And here's the things you guys need to do. They didn't listen to us. They ignored us. What Kami Khan said, and I quote, they fucking ignored us all on these three battleground states. We were sounding the alarm for months. That sure does sound a little bit different than Bill Clinton saying we were up by seven points. And then Comey's letter came out uh, a week before the election, and then, boof, she lost. The Sanders people said they were sounding the alarm for months. For months. For months. According to Konst. No, Mickey Konst. Multiple other people involved in these discussions. The Bernie campaign, the Clinton campaign, agreed to a meeting in the National uh, Committee Convention in Philly in July. The purpose of the meeting, which included Clinton's national political director, Amanda Renteri, and Team Hillary's aggressive outreach coordinator, Nick Carter was to address the concerns many Sanders camp alums were voicing about Clinton's strategy going into the general election against Trump. So, it sounds like there was no Russian hacking slash Comey letter issue back in July. But here's something... I always think is funny from the Bernie people, okay? Here's something I always think is funny from the Bernie people, all right? And here's this quote. And and, and here's the funny thing, because it's almost like when you hear people uh, during the uh, 
primaries as it pertained to, um, well, if you look at the polls and you look up uh, where Kasich is, uh, and if you put Kasich against uh, Clinton versus Trump and Cruz, shows that Trump and Cruz lose and Kasich wins. And then you go, yeah, but Kasich didn't win the primaries. You, you, you can't do this suspension of reality and say, well, if, if, if there was no Trump and no – can't do that. You can't play that game because the voters that Kasich needed to beat Trump and Cruz were not there for him. So you can't say, well, if they weren't around and you just put Kasich up against Hillary, then Hillary loses. But So the Sanders people did the same thing in this article. The Sanders people did the same thing in this article. And I had to laugh. I had to laugh. Okay? Because they talk about anybody being able to beat, and they referenced a ham sandwich could beat Trump. So the person, this const, this Nikki Const or Kiki Const, whatever the hell you call them, in talking about the Hillary people not listening to them. When they told them, listen, you need to, these issues, you need to talk about uh, the TPP. You can't blow us off. You're, you're losing ground in Wisconsin. You're losing ground in Pennsylvania. This person talks about a ham sandwich could have beaten Donald Trump. I giggle. Because the Bernie people didn't beat Hillary. They didn't beat Hillary. So you can't talk about a ham sandwich being able to beat Trump. You can't talk about yourselves being able to beat Trump. Because you didn't beat Hillary. Rigging, no rigging, the end of the day, Hillary. You lost to Hillary. Ham sandwich, turkey sandwich, doesn't matter what sandwich. You lost to Hillary. So, yes. The Hillary people didn't listen to y'all. And I'm appreciative that you went on the record with Ashman Mashman at the Daily Beast to tell them that you guys were sounding the alarm for months. 
because it kind of takes a big dump on the liberal narrative that Hillary was on the verge of winning until James Comey's letter came out. But the place that kills you, okay, the place that buries you, Sanders person, is when you're talking about a ham sandwich being able to beat Trump. When Melissa Arab says a ham sandwich could beat Donald Trump. Well, Bernie Sanders couldn't beat Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton lost. Bernie Sanders lost to Hillary Clinton. It's kind of like saying a team that loses in the first round of the playoffs would have beaten the Super Bowl winner because they played in the second game of the preseason and won. But come the regular season, they got their ass kicked <laughs> and lost every game. <laughs> it's just it's insanity. But that's the left. They're all over the map. Just like you saw Donna Brazil this weekend talking about the hacks, talking about the Russian hacks and how it was a everyday thing. Their emails, their computers are being hacked every single day, right up until the very last day. She practically said till the last day of the election, they were being hacked. But yet, Obama said, when he talked to Putin, At the G20 summit, whatever the hell summit that was, he told Putin, knock it off. Stop hacking. You better just stop it. And he did. So, who's lying? And of course, the quote-unquote reporter didn't call Donna Brazil out on it as Donna Brazil was talking about the ongoing hacks. I think it was Martha Razansky. I think it was Martha. I think it was Martha. The one that cried on the ABC election night coverage. She didn't say, well, Donna, President Obama said that he told Vladimir Putin to knock it off, cut it out. And the intelligence community said the Russian hacking stopped. But you're saying the Russian hacking continued practically to the day of the election. So 
are you lying or is President Obama lying? Because one of you is wrong. Nah, they didn't do that. But that fits the same as the Bernie camp, saying for months we told the Clinton campaign that they were losing Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Their strategy was a losing strategy. They need to change what they're doing. And remember, the narrative has been Russian hacking, James Comey letter. So this is just uh, more of the same. Democrats can't keep the lie straight. There's, there's too much that they control to keep the lie straight. When you only control one media outlet, or you have influence with one media outlet, it's kind of easy to keep that talking point going. But when you control the Daily Beast, BuzzFeed, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, the Washington Post, New York Times, when you control all of these places, it's hard to keep that lie intact. Because you have so many people saying exactly what happened, and that goes against the narrative. It goes against what the talking points are supposed to be. So, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was funny. And, of course, revealing. So, Ashman Mashman at the Daily Beast. Another wonderful, and I mean wonderful, article. Keep up the good work, Ashman. Keep up the good work. Uh, looking forward <laughs> looking forward to more of your awesome pieces about Donald Trump. We'll be right back after these very quick and powerful words by Big Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the beginning I just want to make 
right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. Did you know Arsenio Hall is performing at the San Jose Improv? Does anybody, does, I didn't know Arsenio. I didn't know Arsenio Hall was still alive. I guess I, I would have known. I, yeah, I guess if Arsenio died, you would know, right? But he's still alive, and he's performing at the San Jose Improv, January 6th. Yes, Arsenio Hall, performing live at <laughs> the San Jose Improv. Look at that. We learn something new every day. All right. Um, Samantha B. Now, I don't watch her show. Um, I, I, I can only deal... Uh, I can only deal with so many liberals. Seriously, I can... Because I, can, I, I, I watch the Don Lemons and I watch the um, Stephen Colbert's... Oh, by the way, remember what I predicted... Two months ago. Remember, what did I say? When when the election is over, Colbert uh, is going to be fired. Remember I said that. You guys remember that. Said when the election is over, we start the new year. As everything kind of gets settled into the new year, Colbert will be fired. Told you that. I'm not always right, but there's a good percentage of the time that I'm right. So I read that um, they're possibly talking about uh, the English fellow, James Colbert, or, or Corbin, whatever the hell you call him, the guy that's on the 12:30, bumping him down. To the 11.30 slot. I mean remember guys. You can't have a late night show. That is. Polarizing. To the point where. You lose. Millions and millions and millions of people. Because. It's a 60 minute. Bash on. Not just. Donald Trump, but Donald Trump supporters, people that are not liberal. It's one thing to create a show that specifically does that. Samantha B's show, okay, or Trevor Noah's show, which was John Stewart's show. They were created to be a left-wing propaganda outlet. That's what they were created for. So in turn, the audience they get, the play they get, is exactly what they expect. So if TBS, which who the hell puts shows on TV. I mean, that's like putting shows on TNT, you know, or USA Network. Any, because remember, Conan O'Brien's on on, uh, TBS, exactly. 
any push, any publicity, any controversy, anything like that. TBS is excited. They're 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 thrilled. They're ecstatic. So when they created the Samantha B show, it was a John Stewart, Trevor Noah ripoff, but on TBS. So if they could get a million people, million and a half people to watch it, two million people, they're doing their job. If they can get buzz on the internet or uh, the Daily Beast or BuzzFeed to talk about it, they're doing their job. The Late Show was something that was hosted by David Letterman for 30 years or whatever it was. It was always number two. Sometimes it would become number one. But for the most part, it went Leno, Letterman. Sometimes Letterman, Leno. It was maybe five minutes of political humor or things that are happening in the world. And the rest was, I come home, I want to watch some late night TV. I don't want someone to tell me I'm a moron, I'm a racist, I'm a Nazi. I want to watch Jennifer Lawrence in a low-cut top. I want to watch, uh, you know, Brad Pitt with a bulge in his pants, (laughs) whatever. I'm talking as if I'm a girl or a guy, not me, myself. So when Colbert came out and did the whole, I'm a leftist, I hate people on the right, I hate Donald Trump, and I hate all of his people, CBS and The Late Show lost millions and millions of viewers that they didn't have to lose because their program was not designed to be a political program. Their program was not designed to alienate half an audience. That's why when people gave Jimmy Fallon grief, oh, you should went after Trump, you should. Fallon's like, that's not my show. It's not what I do. My job isn't to alienate two, three million people. Do that. Let him lose his audience. I don't want to lose my audience. And so in turn, Colbert has lost his audience. And that's why they will get rid of them. And see, that was the danger for all of these people. Give me an example. Glenn Beck. During the primaries, Glenn Beck, just like every other political expert, figured there was no way on this earth Donald Trump would get the nomination. There was no way on earth Trump was going to get the nomination. So he backed Ted Cruz. Now, before it got down to just Trump, everybody had a first choice and then a second choice and then third choice. So once you get on 
somebody's trained from that point, everything's forgiven. So you're a Cruz supporter. Cruz gets out. Uh, you wait to see who's going to be the nominee, and then you get on that train. I'd rather it was Trump, Rubio, Huckabee, whoever. But early on, Glenn Beck made a decision, and that decision was cruise or bust. Because there was no way in God's green earth Donald Trump was going to get the nomination. So as the people dwindled down, and it looked like, hmm, could there be a chance that Trump gets the nomination? kept doubling down. And you know there were people that were whispering to him going, hey, Glenn, you make your money based on being a conservative. Or I know this word now doesn't mean the same as it did. So let's reframe it. You make your money on not being the left. And at the end of the day, cross this line and alienate your audience. There's no getting them back. There's no turning back. So you know people whispered to Glenn, hey, you, you know, you could take it to this point. Don't go over there. Don't cross that. And in Glenn Beck's mind, he kept saying, there's no way Trump is going to be the nominee. It's going to be Cruz. I know it's looking a little rocky right now, but it's going to be Cruz. So Beck crossed that line. And it was basically, it's Cruz or bust. Donald Trump is a Nazi. He's a dictator. He's all these things. So when Cruz lost, here's Glenn Beck, and he's holding a bag of rocks because he's doubled and tripled and quadrupled down. So what do you do? You change your gimmick because that's all Glenn Beck is. It's a gimmick. That's it. It's a gimmick. He's a former alcoholic piece of human waste. And I'm not saying people who are alcoholics are human waste. I'm just referencing the fact that he uses that as part of his life-changing story and finding. Well, he didn't find God because he's a Mormon. And Mormons don't believe in God. They don't believe in Jesus. They believe in an imaginary guy named Joseph Smith who dug up a bunch of gold plates from the dirt and magic underpants, just weirdo stuff. And Glenn Beck can go, no, you just don't understand the religion. Bullshit. Come up with whatever you want to come up with, dummy. Joseph Smith, that's real. 
you believe in Joseph Smith. You have to believe, if you're a Mormon, you have to believe in Joseph Smith. End of story. There is no Jesus to a Mormon. There is no God to a Mormon. It's Joseph Smith. And whatever weird, concocted, stupid story they come up with. Granted, all religions, a suspension of, 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 of reality. But I like our fake shit a lot better than Magic Underpants and Joseph Smith and fucking kids, okay? Multiple wives. To him, no longer listen to him. So what does he do? He's got to change his gimmick. And that's what he's doing in Muntown. Changing his slowly taking that gimmick. All of put him because he is a is a Republican who is saying Donald Trump is a scumbag, Donald Trump is not Republican. Oh, yeah. Trump. Hey, he's bashing Trump. Then me off. The audience That and here's where Glenn has calculated wrong. Liberals don't listen to liberals don't or Glenn lose the audience. And that is what makes not the buying subscriptions to the Blaze or Art on radio is a mind picking up a million liberals who are now going to him Million liberals will not listen to video. I, the blaze, that has done our asshole. It's out on the CNNs and the MSNBCs and the TBSs talking shit on Trump. There's nothing special. He's just now one of many. And the people that are watching him go, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, that guy used to be a Republican. He used to be a conservative of him. Oh, yeah, that guy. I on uh, on TV about, uh, okay, yeah. Oh, look, he put Cheeto powder all over his face. He's pretending he's Trump. Ha ha, okay, yeah, great. Oh, what's going on? Glenn Beck is a 
idiot. Now, my words, by the end of 2017, Gardens, these are all the places I go there. I promise you will enjoy what we have to offer. Be good, be safe. Don't take any. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.